Star Tribune's Prep Sports Podcast is brought to you by Becker Furniture World, Franzen Bank and Trust, Menards, and Carrier. And welcome back to the Star Tribune's Talking Preps Podcast. I'm David Levake with Jim Paulson. Not much going on, Jim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. We've got uh, we've got the cross country roundup here today. Not taking. What, what, what are we going to fill our time with here today? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. What, I don't know what there's to talk about. Holy cow! Don't be ripping on the smart kids that run fast. By the way, pardon. What's that? Don't 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 be cutting the smart kids that run fast short. They, they you know that <laughs> cross country is good stuff. It's a lifetime sport. They'll be doing it for years, and they'll always have a flatter belly than I will. There you go. The. Uh, the, the high school league um, made a lot of news uh, yesterday and again today. Um, the news, of course, that the uh, meeting has been scheduled for next Monday to possibly make a decision on whether or not to reinstate football and volleyball for this fall. And I say possibly make a decision because even though they're calling a special meeting and even though these uh, there's a clamoring for some sort of decision. Uh, one may not be made, uh, or they might say that we know what we're keeping to no, no football and no volleyball in the fall. It's hard to say, um, but it's coming and it's going to have the attention of the entire state. Yeah, it sure feels like a, a change is going to be made. I mean, the, you, the high school league has always been very firm in the decisions they've made over the years. Um, and they don't often revisit things. And, and the fact that they are re-looking at the decision they made six weeks ago, you know, with a plenty of information uh, at, at hand, uh, I think is indicative that that might see some change coming down the road. But you don't want to commit to that because you never know um, what might happen by that time. But it does seem like it's something to keep an eye on because who knows, maybe in a couple of weeks we could be playing football again. Yeah, and I, and I, in the spirit of of football and the fact that in the normal circumstances we would be doing a pick segment uh, in in print every Friday, we're going to close this podcast with our picks on how we think things are going to go Monday's meeting. So, let's we'll, we'll that'll be the crescendo of this of this podcast. Um, <laughs> that's a tease they call that. That's right. That's, yeah, we call it in the business tease. Um, I was listening in on the three-hour, 55-minute meeting on Monday, uh, or wait a minute, Tuesday, and listening to the discussion about uh, whether or not to, re you know, what are the pros and cons of restating football? And we heard from the Minnesota Department of Health. We heard from board members, and um, a lot of a lot of uh, just you know points to be made either side uh, and you've been working closely with the let them play uh, parent group. Um, what are some of the things, you know, what are the essence of, of their pro football stance? Uh, and, and let's, let's unpack some of this a little bit and, and kind of get into the back and forth of it. Well, I think the first and foremost is obviously just the desire to play. I mean, anytime, you're restricted from doing something, you have something taken away from you, there's going to be a backlash and people are going to, going to want it back. So I think that that's pretty obvious what probably the main impetus here. But I think you've also got uh, a growing body of events 
that's showing that you can play football um, with precautions uh, taken, with protocol set, and that there are it's happening in other places. South Dakota, for example, North Dakota, Wisconsin's going to be starting up here soon. Iowa. So you've got examples of football being played with, like I said, certain precautions and uh, being taken. And the world hasn't fallen apart. And we haven't seen massive outbreaks of uh, positive coronavirus. Um, um, you know, uh, cases getting more and more. So I, I'm, I'm thinking that that's what's, what's driving it. You've got, uh, at six weeks ago when they made this decision, you didn't have all the information that you have now. And it's actually information that has been culled from people actually playing the sport. And it's really hard to deny that. I know that in the state of South Dakota, for example, they, they let them play Minnesota. Um, people met with uh, members of the South Dakota uh, medical community, including a doctor for Stanford Health, that was basically saying he was more concerned about mental health issues of kids not being able to play than the possible transmission of coronavirus. And he's a, a pretty well-respected doctor. And I know South Dakota is on the other side of coronavirus um, precautions. They've you know, kind of been beating the drum for personal responsibility and not mandates. So I can understand that. But uh, I know that uh, there's a lot of people out there that uh, have gathered. And when you get this many people supporting a cause, um, that ball starts rolling and it's hard to ignore. Well, and to their credit, they, they've got some, some substance to their argument, but let's not forget there's also an emotional component that exists and, you know, wanting to get that you know, season for, for little Johnny, which, which may be little Johnny's last football season. Um, Football is the, you know, probably the ultimate sport in terms of sacrifice. You know, there is no off-season tackle football league that you can play like AAU basketball or, or, uh, or, or JO volleyball. Um, you know, and, and so I'm, I'm thinking that feeling is, you know, we've, we've sacrificed a lot already. We, we, you know, we, 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 we wear masks every time we go to the grocery store and, you know, and, and we're just, this is, we're, you know, kind of tired of, of time to get something back, I guess, you know, and, yep. and, uh, and that's, there's some flaws in some of that logic, but, and then, and, you know, the, the high school league's challenge is to make the parents feel like they've been heard and, and that they honor their views and they understand the emotion, but yet you still try to make the best academic based and, and, uh, database decision you can make. And doesn't hurt their cause when you see the fact that the Big Ten is, uh, as we're recording this, has just recently reversed its course and will begin playing uh, football in uh, late October, I guess it is. Uh, and so that whole winds of change in and uh, the restriction of football has uh, is kind of in the air and it's got a lot of momentum right now. And it's hard to uh, hard to uh, resist that. I think at this point. And I think it's forcing people that are making these decisions to do to take a good, hard, objective look at the decision they made, and wonder if if maybe there is a way that they can they can go back on it and and feel comfortable with that decision. I know that there are some high school league members, the board of directors, that still are unsure that this is something they want to do. They want to go back, and there's other issues that haven't been addressed. And and I think they do worry that once starts getting a runaway train kind of a momentum that they won't be able to resist it 
Um, but uh, that's that's kind of the way things work in our society, and and uh, I'd be very interested to see what happens on on Monday. But I'm not going to make my pick yet on what's going to happen. No, no, no. I'll, I'll introduce that in a little bit. You're, you're going to have to commit to something, sir. But it's going to come a little <laughs> bit later. I'll say this: Bob Madison, the associate or the associate director at the high school league, who oversees football. He's a former, a longtime Moundsview athletic director. I, I thought he changed the tone of the meeting quite a bit, whether that was his intention yesterday or not. But he made the comment, you know, football players and parents are watching all these sports play, all these leagues throughout the summer and now into the fall. And they're looking and saying, well, why not us? And uh, Bob's point was he believes that this, the, the Minnesota State High School League and, and its member schools – are the best environment to try to have uh, sports because he feels that the supervision and the adherence to standards are, are the high, are the best. Now you can argue that if you're, you know, uh, in J.O. volleyball or A.E. basketball, but that's just Bob's, Bob's feeling and that's fine. He has a right to, to think his organization does the best. Um, that kind of changed the tone I thought. And, and you got people, looking at more about the high school league's role and, and ability to um, affect more positive outcomes. And, and you started to hear more from other board members speak up at that point about what they thought the merits of, of putting football and volleyball back as fall sports could look like. That makes sense. I mean, you're talking about basically a high school football as being kind of a control group where you have the ability to, you know, influence what can and cannot happen in terms of possible transmission of, uh, of the pandemic, of the COVID virus. So it makes a lot of sense. And that's an argument that um, people in support of resuming play have made, that is it easier, is it better to let these kids be off on their own or to actually have them in a place where you can make a, d- a decision, you can influence their behaviors. And I, I can understand that, that, logic there's also the fact that so many of those other leagues outside of football have competed uh, in the in, in the summertime and even in the fall so far without any real adverse effects i know i've, I've talked to people tennis coaches and basketball people involved in basketball and volleyball and they've all said you know we really didn't have that happened there it didn't there wasn't it wasn't a spreading event we didn't have any COVID cases. Kids were, we, we made sure that kids were following the recommended protocols. Obviously you can't worry about them when they're gone, but at least when you have them for a while and you can influence their decisions and influence their behavior, you can possibly do that in, in a positive way. And I, I think that that is, is a, a significant factor in the possible re, uh, re um, there's a possible decision that they'll be coming to on Monday. Well, I'll come back now the other way. So the Minnesota Department of Health had representatives on the call yesterday. They started the call and they laid out some of the data they've collected. And they also gave their opinions and their role as people that have to to, uh, advocate for the the betterment of of the health of the public. And they don't support having football. (laughs) They they, they look at it as just another opportunity as as a spreading event, whether among the players or the crowds or both, and whether among the team within itself or whether team to team. And they still consider football to be a high-risk sport. 
Um, overwhelmingly, the, the science and the odds are in favor of the people that want to return to play. But what about the running back who lives with grandma? Does that running back not get to play because of the risks that, that at home? Uh, and, you know, and then you, you, you say, well, you know, I know uh, somebody um, made the point about officials. They, and that, well, what about the game officials? Uh, and there's this attitude, and this is where the, the let them play group gets into trouble sometimes with some of the, whether it's their own message or whether it's the, the fringe elements that, that glom onto their message and that idea, well, you know, if you're afraid, you know, just stay home. Okay, well, what if the officials are afraid? And you don't, you know, what, what if the game officials are afraid? And, and you, you can't, if you want to apply that sort of dismissive, you know, well, if it doesn't work for you, stay home. We're, most of us are good. We're going forward. Well, if the officials aren't on board with that, you're not going to have football. So you better find a little better way to have a little empathy for those that have second thoughts. Now, that's a really good point. Because so many kids and parents, it's easy to voice your opinions on what you want you're playing football but there are third parties involved and their concerns and their issues need to be taken into account as well and you, you they shouldn't be marginalized uh, and that's a, that's i think you've seen in colleges and in the pros the option to opt out um but uh is that option that viable for officials um i suppose it probably is and i'm sure there'd be few that would um but i i get the opinion, opinion that that they're probably long about the, uh, the same feelings. It's time to get going and get moving. I, I don't have anything to base that on. But, uh, you know, I, I do think it, it does get uh, frustrating to hear people dismiss those concerns uh, out of hand because that's something that needs to be considered. Um, but at this point, uh, momentum, it's, it's, it's kind of feeling like the truck rolling downhill right now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I'll throw out just two more points uh, for, for, again, for those that, that are advocating to have football back. Um, one, I hope you're okay with limited crowds because I, I would almost guarantee that there'll be limited crowds if crowds allowed at all for football games. Um, I think we've seen in soccer is, is probably your largest uh, fall sport as far as uh, consistent attendance. And I think that most places, uh, I think the limit is 250. If they allow uh, fans at all. If they allow fans at all. So that's one piece. So, you, you know, you, if you, I hope you're okay watching, watching your son on, on, your, on your device because you may or may not be able to get into the stadium. And then the second thing, and Eric Martins, the executive director of the high school, he brought this up yesterday, that yes, Michigan reversed course. Michigan went from saying no football in the fall to having now the, the uh, putting football back into place. However, uh, and I didn't research this, so I'm just going on what, what Eric said yesterday, that the caveat to having football back is the players have to wear masks during competition. And so if, you know, if that comes to pass for Minnesota, you know, is everybody still okay with that? So th those are, those are two things to consider here going forward as well. Yeah. I'll be I have no idea what they're going to say about that. Can you play football with masks? I mean, I've, I've been watching football over the past weekend and I've seen a lot of, um, mask wearing is kind of marginal and how well it's being uh, adhered to um to ask the players to play to do that within a game and also wear a face uh, a, a mouth guard at the same time um because that's mandatory uh, i don't know how possible that would be i mean because it is a game in which you're really exerting yourself and 
let's be honest, masks can you know, hinder that a bit, particularly if you've just got done you know, running 80 yards to, on, a, on a kickoff team or something. So that'd be interesting what, they're, what they're, um, the specifics of this is, is going to be. I'm ready to go to the pick segment unless there's some other element to this that we didn't talk about that's important to get into here. Well, I did write about the lawsuit, or the, the motion oh, yeah. <laughs> yesterday, but it's kind of taking a back seat because that motion did, which, which in which the plaintiffs claimed that the high school league um, violated its own bylaws uh, by allowing the decision to um, move sports be made by the board of directors instead of being uh, um, confirmed or made by the representative assembly. But that seems like kind of small potatoes now. We're going to have to, this is where that goes. That's going to be here, heard on Friday to see if that temporary injunction restraining order is going to be upheld. I would think in light of this new news that judge may try to put it off or not rule on it as quickly as they assume because we want to see what happens on Monday's meeting. That's all. Yeah. Well, I think they got there. I think they've already, you know, how this goes on Monday, I think that the group, uh, let them play Minnesota has certainly uh, inserted itself into this whole process and, and got and helped to make sure that the discussion was had and that, uh, you know, people took a, a good hard look at things and are willing to come back to the table. So if nothing else, uh, you, you saw the, the, the power of, of what they were able to do as a, as a group to put this together. How quickly it came together too. They didn't start that Facebook group, let them play until September 9th. And today, yeah. right now, this is Wednesday as we're recording. This is one week later, seven days. And they're already right around 15,000 members and I think more than 17,000 peti uh, petition signatures. Um, at least at last I heard. It could be more than that by now. So there was an, it, it, was, it grew fast. And you know, it's like the director, the woman leading it, Don Gilman of Daso Cocado, said it's like a social studies experiment. You know, they did it. They showed the power of a group. And they did it. They did it. The, the, the proper way without being angry, without, without a whole lot of uh, adversarial comments back and forth. You know, it, it's really a good sign that things like this and can happen. And that it shows that there's some power in, in large groups like that to making your voice heard. Yeah, very good. Uh, I'll say one other thing too. Uh, we know the volleyball is it's, it's worth mentioning. Um, they were talking about if that came back, what would that look like as far as the timing? And uh, uh, it got a little bit, it got the time, the, the question of the timing got a little bit into the high school versus club debate. And, and there was people that were saying that, well, we, we don't, you know, we don't have to worry about clubs. We never do. And, and Jody Redmond, one of the associate directors of the high school league, to her credit said, you know, this isn't club. This isn't a club versus high school issue. This is a student athlete issue. And right now, the bulk of our student athletes, well, maybe I shouldn't say the bulk, but there's a number of student athletes who are volleyball players who elected to go the club route, and they've made the financial and other commitments to do that. And to uh, put a season back before that ends would not probably go particularly well at the high school level. And so they're, she's proposing that you, you don't look at reinstating volleyball. I, th I think it was August, or, uh, October 12th, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, when the when that fall club season that was uh, that's going on when that ends, that's when you go back and you try to uh, put a high school uh, league uh, high school season together. So I thought that was a good recognition of, you know, I understand you got a different mission maybe than the clubs, but you, you have to look at what 
these large number of your student athletes, your constituents are doing and, and to continue, you, know, you can't just dismiss club and, and everything else. So I thought credit to Jody for, for uh, mentioning that and, and, uh, and, and, and having that affect the timing discussion. Now those clubs, the clubs fall leagues didn't actually get put into place until August 4th when they found out there wasn't going to be any high school volleyball this fall, or at least I thought there wasn't going to be. And I know that right. the, the Northern Lights and Minnesota Select and Coral and Crossfire and these other clubs have all come together, and those clubs, uh, those fall leagues, just took off like wildfire, they said. They couldn't believe how quickly they filled up. And there's a cost to it. I mean, it is a club. These are for, for-profit clubs. So if they tried to start before the end date of October 12th, that these clubs are basically targeted, and that would mean that the clubs would probably have to refund some money or a partial, you know, uh, partial refunds, and it would also force the, the high school kids to decide what they were going to do at this point. It, it would make sense for the high school league if volleyball came back to um, wait until uh, October 12th to start, at least start any sort of games. They're having some sort of practices now, and a lot of the volleyball teams are practicing like three nights a week because these club fall leagues are practicing two nights a week. And so I, I don't think the practices matter that much, but I don't think you'd uh, want to start games before October 12th. So we've arrived at our pick segment. So you've got Monday's meeting uh, where football and volleyball will be discussed. Uh, certainly there may or may not be action. Um, but if there's a decision, the decision's yes or it's no, as far as you're, sta- you're starting them as fall sports, which way are you going? You know, I don't think it's, it's quite the slam dunk it appears to be. Uh, as long as there's no new information brought to the table, no significantly new information or data that says that this is a bad idea, uh, I'm, I'm thinking that it's going to be discussed and they're going to be a little long-winded about it. But I think eventually a vote's going to come down and you're going to have a, a, a vote that's leaning towards um, restarting the fall, the fall football and volleyball seasons. I agree, but again, couching it with this board has been conservative in a lot of its decision-making, and they still don't have the Minnesota Department of Health truly on the side of all this, and that's that's going to be something that's going to be a hard hard realization for the league. It's going to be, you know, reconciling that is going to be difficult, but I do think that they're going to say, you know what, let's try it. If, it, if it's a disaster, we shut it down, but, it, you know, we, let's at least try it. Yes, I, I, I agree. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, I, I appreciate the time and the input. Stay with Star Tribune and StarTribune.com. We'll be all over everything that it pertains to this topic the rest of this week. Of course, Monday's meeting. Uh, plenty to, uh, to, to stay tuned uh, to us to follow, and uh, we hope you will. And thanks for listening.